0: Warning, the following podcast contains two morons talking about sophisticated subject matter like Ninus and hoo has, also a few whoopsie-daisies and at least one house or ante. If you don't have a strong stomach, you know where the door is. Right, on with the shenanigans then. The podcast which you are about to hear is an account of the tragedy which befell two washed-up losers in particular court psyops and his immature co-host matt it was all the more tragic in that they were uncultured morons but had they lived very very full lives they could not have expected nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see each week for them an idiotic podcast show became a nightmare. The events of each week were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history Cinema Psyops with Court and Matt. What is
1: Psyops?
2: PSYOPs for Psychological Operations is very simply the art of influencing how people feel
3: and think and ultimately how they behave and what they do. You don't have to defeat the enemy on the battlefield.
2: It's better if you can convince the enemy to do what you want him to do without having to fight him. And that's really the intent behind PSYOPs, to convince people to do what you want them to do.
4: So how does PSYOP fit into what's happening now?
2: The two points I'd like to make with you and the audience is that first and foremost, PSYOP saves lives. The second thing I'd like to say, a lot of people have misconception about PSYOP. They think it's something deviant and brainwashing.
4: say so you don't know exactly what's going on right now, but we do know that there are some psyops going on, right?
0: Ma'am, I don't know. Cinema Psyops.
5: And I believe with all of my heart that it is a
1: contributing
5: factor to our juvenile delinquency of today. Why I believe that is because I know how it feeds. I know what it does to you.
0: Cinema Psyops. They think it's something devious and brainwashing.
2: Welcome to the 267th consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. That is 267 episodes and counting of this stupid, stupid, stupid fucking show.
6: And speaking of stupid, my co-host, Matt! Yeah, I saw that coming. (laughs) Thanks.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you were trying to cut in ahead of time, but I've got the power of the mute
6: and the power (laughs) of the edit. Yeah. yeah, man, this year really sucks, huh?
2: Yeah, it's sucking more for other people than uh, than us. Trust me, I'm yeah. I'm making their lives absolutely miserable because they fucked around and now they're finding out.
6: Oh, who fucked around and who found
2: out? Oh, you know, it happened last week, and uh, oh, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, yeah. How, uh, where, where are we landing on that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say I did this, but uh, he's gonna be audited.
6: Well, it's about goddamn time. <laughs> uh, no,
2: no, seriously, uh, his taxes are sketchy, and it was found out. And then re- someone re- may have done a data dump of some of his stuff because his passwords are apparently really weak or so someone's <laughs> saying. Uh, also, he's not very good at deleting his browser history and his wife is very upset about that. Um, I've done a bunch of really, really, I mean, some really, really naughty things have, have happened. I mean, uh, this
6: guy's really fucking up all over the fucking place. <laughs> yeah,
2: I may have wrecked some lives here.
6: Well, I, mean, I mean, some lives have been ruined here. This was not me. Fuck it. I mean, what, what, what do you want? What do people want from you? Jesus Christ, you're doing all you can.
2: I've never said that I wasn't the villain, so like I said earlier, you fuck around, you find out.
6: And we never said you were the hero either.
2: (laughs) I'm not necessarily the bad guy in this because I
6: warned him. I mean, you warned him. What else does he want from you? What do you, uh, you know, help me out, court, be my friend again? Fuck that. Who the fuck is he?
2: I'm not going to say that that's not possible. I'm also not going to say that I don't want to now. (laughs) (laughs)
6: it's really hard to get you to like stop being a shithead when you when you really get the ball moving on it
2: (laughs) i mean i'm real close to wrecking somebody's life on a good day just for the fun of it to see what i can do i'll admit that yes i can be exponentially cruel if i have to be yes it's
6: possible. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm saying. I'll, I'll own that. You you're, can be, at times, somewhat of what we call in the industry a real dick.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, you got to really fucking earn it before I'm going to come at you. Sometimes. Yeah. But the problem is, is that <laughs> I'm just- I love that.
6: Sometimes. <laughs> Other times, fuck it, I'm just coming because I want to.
2: A clip, clip. <laughs> <laughs> you know i i get this i have anger issues i also will hold on to my anger like a mountain will stand up to a light rain
6: <laughs> that's um that is a beautiful song right there
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome the, the romance the romance of court's anger and fucking vengeance and yeah. grudges, like, my grudges will last longer than the effects of climate change on
7: yeah. our, on our <laughs>
6: west coast currently. Um, and the yeah, rats will burn twice as hot. And just as many people will say, uh, well, this isn't court being angry. Uh, this is just, you know, natural how this happens. <laughs> This
2: isn't even court when he's angry. This is just natural court. Just being court. <laughs>
6: you wouldn't li- you wouldn't li- this is like, like, Banner's just always the Hulk, is how this would go. <laughs> Pretty normally.
2: <laughs> That's my secret, Matt. I always <laughs> seek vengeance.
6: You always seek, you always see, even when you weren't wronged, you're like, well, fuck it. I'm sure I could do something here.
2: <laughs> yeah, but with my anxiety, I always find someone trying to get one up on me or do something, and then I'm just preemptively striking constantly.
6: In your head, that is exactly how this goes, yeah.
2: (laughs) But the thing is, is I've been so high-functioning with it, like, I'll say something that I just thought in my head. It's usually like a connotation where it's just somebody trying to do one over on me or fucking use me in some way, shape, or form. And then I'll immediately right after that be like, that's my anxiety, that's not me, that's not how I feel, I don't know why I said that. That's just me trying to think that nobody wants to be nice to me just for the sake of being nice to me. I was recording with Bo for the G-Spot on, that's the name of the Godzilla Segment that he and I do for his Hero Hero Ghost show. Nothing uh-huh. sexy or fun like uh, Legion After Dark kind of thing. Yeah. But I was recording with Bo and we were just kind of talking about some stuff. And like, I was saying a couple of things. And then right after I said it, I, I did that with him where I'm like, that's, that's my anxiety telling me that that's not really how I feel. <laughs> like, yeah. I, just, I have to say that kind of shit out loud because I'll say some really, really spiteful shit where like, literally, I think everybody's just trying to use me to get one up on someone else or something along those lines. Like everybody's always out to get everybody and they're using me to get there in my brain. It's hell. A, it's hell living in this head. You get a
6: lot of emotions.
2: Well, no, I have too.
6: <laughs> I have. But I mean, you got a lot of emotions emotions
2: i have rage that's all i have matt that's it everything translates into a form of rage or anger or something along those lines everything else is just all of that rage pointed inwards that's what my depression really totally is when i can't spit it out at everybody else and it just turns inward and starts attacking me that's when it gets really bad (laughs) i'll be
6: honest about that that's when the proverbial shit hits the fan
2: Yeah, so, like, if everybody out there is like, oh, man, Cork gets really fucking worked up and angry. Yeah, now imagine I'm pointing that inward at myself and just imagine how fucking brutal I can be to myself.
6: (laughs) You know what I'm going to get you? The big fat bag of crack. (laughs) Yes,
2: that will help my anger issues. While we're at it, why don't we just snort some fucking lines of meth?
6: Now you're talking, finally. Guys, trip! You're trying
2: to turn me into, you won't even get the reference, but you're trying to turn me into Tuco Salamanca. You want me to beat somebody to death with my fist just so I can show off the blood that's left behind after I do it.
6: No, I don't want that. (laughs) I, I just want an excuse to do a big bag of crack and snort some methamphetamines, and I just don't like doing it alone. <laughs> so you're trying
2: to bring me in on this?
6: So sue me for trying to spend time with you.
2: <laughs> That's not the kind of quality time I'm looking for.
6: That's right. I'll gas you. Like yeah, this one. <laughs> gaslighting's not a thing. You made it up because you're crazy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you know what is a thing that I wish I would have made up, Matt?
6: What what's that?
2: The movie this week, The Nest.
6: <laughs> the Nest. Wow. It was a it was an enjoyable romp ride. I'm not, saying, the edge I'm, of my seat.
2: I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I'm just saying like, I feel like we needed to come off of last week's movie with a little bit better quality of a movie. And we kind of have about the same, only they probably spent a little more money on it.
6: Yeah. We're about the same right now yeah. on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know which one I enjoyed more or least. I will say this. It's certainly better than Faradka. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is way better than that. That um, that might be the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life.
2: Had you even heard of The Nest before we, we itch, nope. it popped up in the share for you to be able to watch? Nope, I've nope. never heard of it before. Yeah, I didn't think so. I never heard of it until I decided to buy the Blu-ray based on the original movie poster of a mostly naked chick being crawled upon by a... A giant cockroach
6: well yeah that's always gonna get you i'm disappointed that's salesmanship.
2: In, yeah i'm disappointed in the result that i got because i really wanted yeah. to see giant cockroaches crawling over mostly naked that's, ladies
6: that's one of the cases of the case sold more than what the movie was
2: right but i'm used to that i mean i did own a lot of iron maiden records don't at me about that people that's fucking funny i don't care
6: <laughs> fuck it never mind let's talk about the nest <laughs>
2: Well, speaking about things that lead nowhere, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play the Legion GoFundMe promo. We'll have a little bit of music that kind of fits because I'm doing the best I can on public domain shit. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll have the fucking trailer. This is Bo from LegionPodcasts.com. Hey, it's been a crazy
0: time. And when the world gets nuts, we're happy to offer some old fashioned podcast entertainment. But for some folks, getting a laugh out of a show isn't really helping these days. People who depend on tips in their bartending jobs or have been put on furlough with no pay till the worst of this coronavirus threat has passed. That's a tough spot. That's why we set up a GoFundMe for members of our community. A sort of grand-scale take-a-penny-leave-a-penny. For people like myself, for whom the recent disruptions haven't kicked us out of work, well, we can drop a few of those extra pennies in the GoFundMe jar. For those who are directly affected by recent events and find themselves looking for money to pay the electric bill or keep the water on, well, how about you give me a shout at bo, B-O, at legionpodcasts.com. Let me know the situation and what you need, and we'll do our best to make life a little easier. And you can find links to the GoFundMe on the front page of legionpodcasts.com, on our Facebook group page, or on Twitter at legionpodcasts, where it's the pinned tweet. For those of you who are able, thanks in advance for chipping In. And members of our community who need a hand, hey, here we are. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and we're all going to get through this together. Legion isn't just a name, it's who we are. Thanks for listening to all the shows here on Legion Podcasts, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: went with that one because it had a very creepy crawly kind of spooky i get it feeling i I, you know i I, i'm doing my best here folks i mean (laughs) public domain music doesn't fit as well as regular music can. That i still think
6: that did pretty well that gives you a creepy crawly vibe (laughs) not as much as this trailer
8: they've defied evolution for 300 million years
3: but now They're changing. Is it them?
2: to shorten that because there's no fucking dialogue but then i realized there's one line and then the name of the movie and i'm like you know what other podcasts give zero fucks about playing trailers whether they're
6: in the actual english language or not
2: i'm gonna fucking do the same thing because fuck it
6: yeah fuck 'em. okay i'll start my review now yeah, please do uh- <laughs> all right the nest so we start out with the uh first 20 minutes here uh we see a sheriff i'm assuming because it looks like small town dude uh it's a definitely a cop's uniform, but it's the sheriff. He's waking up in his fucking motel room and that's probably where he lives, and there are just roaches fucking everywhere. It's really fucking gross.
2: And they're also so- crawling all over everything. They're fucking everywhere and they're also yeah. crawling all over everything.
6: Yeah, yeah. All all of that. They're doing all that shit. So anyway, um, He gets a wake-up call. He has to pick up a special person for the mayor's birthday. So he leaves, and he tries to catch Homer, the pest control guy, who is uh, fucking running by, but he's not able to. Um, So he walks into the uh, local diner to get, like, a coffee. And obviously the waitress and him have a thing going and, uh, she gives him some new shades and he's all fucking cool now, but apparently they, they have a thing going. The lady he ends up picking up, he actually, uh, knows her and, uh, so they're driving and then after he picks her up, we cut to the mayor and some asshole and that's our first clip. The improvements that
3: you and the city council asked me to make are almost done. The time's running out. The tourists are almost here. They're going to be crawling all over this island before we know it. And I need capital. Now, you and Ente both promised me that money. Loan. Yeah, yeah, loan, money, whatever. I needed it three weeks ago if I was going to be ready for the season. Listen, Mayor, the bottom line is this. Without it, I got to raise my prices. No, you're not going to raise your prices. And you will get the loan when... Intech wants to give it to you, not before. Now, look, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to take the time to do this. Intech is going to take this backward little island into the 20th century, and I will not allow any narrow-minded, provincial, greedy little merchant to drive away the tourists. You're going to miss your lunch. You know, Mayor, you can't control everything on this island. Go away, sir.
2: Okay, so you take a little bit of Jaws, you throw in a jigger or two of the movie Barracuda, you dump a whole bunch of bugs from Kingdom of the Spiders, only make them cockroaches, you shake it up, and you got your martini that is the nest.
6: Well, let's face it. Whenever uh, a town gets involved with any sort of company and testing and doing shit and putting money into it, it never goes well for the town. It always ends poorly for the town. Well, I mean, thalidomide and babies worked out okay, right? No, 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 that worked out. Just stop it, Court. <laughs> this is serious. This is The Nest. Um,
2: <laughs> yes, The Nest is much more serious and horrendous than thalidomide
6: babies, Matt. Th- th- well, I don't know. <laughs> this movie's a serious movie, Court, and not a single part of it should be treated as a joke.
2: <laughs> okay, I think you need to get your perspective adjusted a little, but Okay.
6: <laughs> Oh, man. So, anyway, we cut to uh, the sheriff driving the young lady around, and we find out this is the mayor's daughter, who's in town, of course, for his birthday. As they talk, they kind of flirt a little bit, and now you're starting to feel bad for the waitress lady, because this cop's being a real fucking dickhole, so I guess par for the course.
2: He reminds me of, like, the sheriff's, like, deputy guy from The Prowler. Like, they have the same weird facial features, and, like, they're supposed to be attractive to people, is what the movie's trying to show. Yeah,
6: because he's got this square jaw. Yeah, right. Fucking shit.
2: But, like, you look at them, and you're like, wait, what? Him?
6: Really? <laughs> Are we all sure about this, or you want to... <laughs> I'm sorry back that, up on
2: that? I'm sorry that my bone structure is normal and this guy looks slightly Rocky Dennis-like, but Maybe I don't see it. This guy's
6: getting into Frankenstein territory down here.
2: <laughs> I mean, like, I'd like to disparage actors for their looks as much as possible, but at certain points I start looking at this guy and I feel bad about trying to make fun of him.
6: Kind of looks like the ass end of a dolphin. Why are you staring at the ass end of dolphins? What I do in my personal times and then your goddamn business, Court. Just mind it. Jesus. I'm just curious. Oh, geez. Jeez. Anyway, so the daughter does tell the sheriff that she'll meet him later um the daughter and the mayor meet up and hug whatever uh so then the sheriff goes looking for a guy and he gets spooked by an old man and he sees a speedboat kind of on there thinking the old man took it uh the old guy seems crazy but then we find out this is the waitress's dad and he asks the cop if he's gonna marry her and he tells her that he likes her a lot uh that's just just fucking weird uh the cop's being real fucking shady real sus
2: Yeah, it seems like really fucking just padding this whole sequence. Like, yeah, I mean, other than the fact that the guy's living in these caves and that he may or may not have stolen this blow up fucking boat with a big goddamn motor on it, like maybe, maybe not. And the guy kind of alludes that he'll have it back, that he just kind of borrowed it. It's not really theft. He's going to take it back today. Yes. Or something like that. And then they just keep talking like he's like this weird eccentric hermit dude that lives in a fucking cave who just so happens and
6: slash uh, he also lives in the dump.
2: Right, just so happens to be the father of the waitress that may or may not be involved with the cop, who may or may not be just using her as a cum dumpster.
6: Yeah, and that's because yeah, this cop's being real, a a, a fucking real suspect right now. But I don't particularly like the cop too much right now.
2: Yeah, and his fucking jaw just keeps trying to escape the rest of his skull.
6: It's it's like um, Joe Swanson in Family Guy—that's what he looks like—or American Dad, the main character in that. It's like his jaw is just trying to get away. Uh, we cut back to the mayor and his daughter. We see they have some issues, some father-daughter issues after her mother's untimely death. She goes to take a walk, and she gets bothered by a dog. And as she kind of runs over to a different property, she sees that it's all walled off by this intake, Uh, And it's their land now.
2: <laughs> so she so does that, what every red-blooded American wants to do, and she trespasses.
6: Yes. Well, then the weeds start moving, and the dog starts barking, and then it gets eaten. And there's a whole bunch of like black little turds on it, it seems. Um,
2: That's a bit of an oversimplication. Um, There's some crawly noises being made in the grass. Then the animal gets attacked by it, and then it seems like something is devouring it, and then there's a bunch of little black pelts all over it.
6: I mean, sounds like what I just said.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but you, you left out a lot. Like, you know, just saying... And the little black pelts for anyone that's ever dealt with any kind of pest are very clearly some type of pest dropping.
6: Yeah, Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't think roach droppings would be that big, but I don't know anything about roaches, so.
2: They explain that a little bit in the dialogue, but kind of just push over it. But yes, they should not be that big for roaches or any kind of insect. You should never really be able to detect them as a human being.
6: No, no. That looked more like mouse turds and shit like that.
2: Right. That's basically what they were. Yeah. Honestly, it looked like they grabbed a bunch of rice and spray-painted it black and just dropped it on stuff. Pretty
6: much. Yeah, that's exactly what it looked like. The uh, sheriff checks in with his, like, dispatch lady, and that's our next clip. Yeah, hey, hey, Richard. Mayor,
3: I just dropped out to see if Elizabeth's all right. Oh, she's all right. What the hell do you think happened? I don't know. I already talked to Simpson about going out there. He used to hunt mountain lions. Mountain no, Why? You think it's an animal? I hope so. Dad? Uh, good night, Richard. Elizabeth! Hi. Hi. Well, Richard, I would hold off on Simpson. It's in Tech's land. They'll probably want to take care of it themselves. Mm-hmm. seems to me this is everybody's problem. Yeah, I'll call them first thing in the morning.
9: Mm-hmm. Want to get some fresh air?
3: Mm-hmm.
9: You know, the whole time I was growing up, all I could think about was moving to the city. Then when I moved to the city, all I could think about was coming back here. Why didn't you? So why is her old hideout all fenced off?
3: Intech's building condos up there. Your father made a deal with them to develop the island.
9: Northport, the new yuppie heaven.
3: Well, Elias is just trying to give people a reason to stay here. No, don't try to stall me on this. No, I don't know for certain what it was, but I'm sure we both understand the implications, huh?
9: I worked on this newspaper I wrote about traffic accidents and smog levels. Mark, my editor, always says that the only people who truly like L.A. have never lived anywhere else. (laughs) What? It's, um, open-ended. Mark's a friend. You better go. Richard, I'm sorry.
3: I never knew why you left, Beth.
9: I left because... Because I'd always been treated like I was 17 here. And I left because I needed to feel separate from the island. I needed to feel separate from my dad. Separate from me? No, Richard, not from you. For my dad was ruining that too. Richard, don't be angry with me.
6: Glad you're home. So, a lot of that clip there, uh, we see now that kind of what we've thought, that Richard and uh, the mayor's daughter... Had some form of relationship, and she up and left after her mother's uh, untimely death. We see the mayor talking to somebody, presumably at the Initech company, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on uh, before anything gets too out of hand. So the mayor obviously knows more than he's letting on
2: yeah and we also get the inclination or the thought that maybe something to do with the mother's death may also be tied into whatever shady shit the mayor's involved with or at least that's what i get the feeling that they're hinting at here
6: yeah yeah something like that or at least if nothing else that it could even be he was so up into this trying to make all this work that he neglected her and neglected her mental health to the point where that's why she killed herself too.
2: I was thinking that or also maybe she found out the kind of shit that he was possibly up to that may be super nefarious and she couldn't live with herself being part of that and then also benefiting from that the way that they have maybe she has a conscience or whatever it's like one morning she woke up and realized she was married to like a mitch mcconnell and what all was going on with that and she had a conscience took her own life
6: it's gotta be real fucked up to realize that wake up in the morning realize you married a fucking real life turtle (laughs)
2: <laughs> and, not, and not even like the cute Teenage Ninja variety
6: no no this one doesn't like pizza this one just likes you know overt power over the week and to be sadistic as shit
2: all right move on enough political all
6: right hey, I know I brought it up you. you started it all right so I pretty much finished off the first 20 minutes so some building here we know there's some shit going on in the town we know the mayor's at least directly involved in it and we know this company Intech is probably directly involved in it so there you go so we start the next 20 minutes and the waitress is really fucked up dad he's in the uh, in the in the dump and he's shooting at mice and he starts hearing some noises and he's starting to get chased and he gets chased right into his tent yeah you, you pretty much hear him kind of die you don't really get to see much
2: Yeah, these first couple of deaths, they're really trying for the Jaws slash any other type of nature run amok movie where the camera is the creature that's doing the killing. The camera is the monster and you see grass moving out of the way and it's from the perspective of the thing. So it's always like down really low to the ground. And then they try to do this annoying noise thing that's supposed to drive fear. But really, it just sounds like a bunch of annoying fucking statas like badly mixed onto the track and then a few other weird animal noises. And it just doesn't quite work. Yeah. And then when you do the actual attacks, there's small amounts of blood, but then the people scream in pain or whatever, and then you're just supposed to buy that the actor screaming in pain means that they're being horrifically mutilated in some way, shape, or form, although you don't really get to see it a lot.
6: Yeah. Not yet, anyway. They save not their yet.
2: money. <laughs> it's not yet.
6: <laughs> so then the sheriff stops the the pest control guy, and the pest control guy gives him a gas pump for his hotel room, motel room, to uh, fumigate it. Um. In the diner, all the talk is about Liz, the mayor's daughter, being back in town. Um, they talk about the dog that was found. The waitress is not very happy about the kind of talk that's happening right now. She's telling people pretty much to shut up. She ain't happy Liz is back. Because, uh, you know, fuck her. So, uh, the uh, mayor then meets with the Initech scientist who is landing. She's there to help with the situation. Um the sheriff also meets the scientist, and you can tell right away he does not like her. But she doesn't really give off the a good vibe. It's very much a kind of a weir- weird, weird superiority, yeah, you know, really kind of just a off vibe.
2: She's Claire Higgins' character in Hellraiser. She, there you go. she is totally Claire Higgins' character in Hellraiser. The fucking wicked stepmother character. That's totally her. Like, she even has the same fucking feathered hair. The only thing yeah. she's missing is, like, those really round earrings that pull on her ears too much.
6: Well, anyway, she checks out the dog, and the mayor asks if this is kind of the same issue that they've maybe seen before. Um, the sheriff, he's heading out because he gets called to the meat market, and they find that in a lot of their meat packaging area, there's a lot of that black shit on there uh, that, that was seen on the dog.
2: And all the lamb chops are stripped to the bone, and all the packages contain all that same stuff.
6: Yes. All, yeah, it's all fucked up. Um, so anyway, uh, the scientists in the mirror are using a cat as bait to capture the, uh, the whatever is out there killing these things. As far as we know, we don't know what it is yet.
2: Okay, kill um, the dog, fine. Leave the cats alone.
6: Jesus Christ, man. That's a clip.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it upsets me when fucking animals get killed in movies anyway. But I don't,
6: yeah, I don't, like, I don't like any animal. Cats, cats, dogs, I don't like it. They should have used a like baby.
2: It. The baby would have been a much better yeah, age. Yeah, I mean,
6: because of- if it was crying a lot, you'd just be like, Jesus Christ, can someone shut the baby up? Right, and exactly. Then it, and then, then whatever it- happens, happens, and you're kind of like, okay, <laughs>
2: woo! That was fucking grotesque, but yeah, I'm glad yeah, the baby well, stopped crying.
6: No, uh, she grabs. <laughs> <laughs> that was grotesque, but I am glad the baby's not crying anymore. <laughs> you know, if I had
2: a nickel for every time I've had to say that in real life, yeah,
6: right? Right? I mean, those yeah, exact
2: words. Um, But no, in all in in all seriousness, just to drive home how fucking evil this scientist is, they shortcut it. Not only do they make her look like fucking Julia from Hellraiser, like almost exactly like Julia, to the point where I had to do a double take and wonder if that really was Claire Higgins. (laughs) She shows up and she's got like this really weird, like sadomasochistic vibe thing that she's putting off and all the answers she's saying. And then they have this bait, but then she sees a cat and she's like, Oh, I can cause a horrendous suffering of a poor innocent animal that just happened to be wandering through this field. Let's do this. She's all happy yeah. about it. By the way, yeah, well, that's a clip.
6: <laughs> <laughs> she's she's totally into to just killing small defenseless creatures. She's getting off on this. This
2: bitch is a fucking serial killer in a scientist yeah. outfit, man.
6: Yeah. And even worse, she got education about, you know, biology and shit, which is just even worse to have. <laughs> Right, For, I mean, uh,
2: she is the prototypical evil scientist that you would get in these kind of movies, like, to a T, and then she's cranked up to, like, a fucking Nigel Tuffington 11.
6: Yeah, and so anyway, the cat is killed, and they study... Can we talk like about to- the effects?
2: Because this is the first actual yeah. effect we got when the cat gets killed. Okay, yeah.
6: so whatever these
2: things are, they're coming in and they're getting the cats, and they smoke them to, like, put them, like, knock them out or something like that while the cat's, like, screaming in pain and everything.
6: Yeah, well they're eating the cat alive, they... Pour a shit ton of almost what you would do to bees to calm them down. Yeah, like a
2: smoke or something that would sedate
6: them. yeah. Yeah.
2: Now, at some point, I couldn't tell if this was just a dead cat that they were using or a cat puppet, but it was definitely not the same cat.
6: No, it was a cat puppet.
2: The puppet in several of the shots looked really fucking good to the point where I found it extremely disturbing. And it was only until they craned its neck a little too hard that I could tell that it was a puppet that I was then like, OK, that's not a dead cat, at least in this sequence. And then I yeah. I did kind of double check to see. And it was I'm pretty sure you're right. I think there was a cat puppet the entire time. But for a little while, I'm like, well, this is the Corman factory in the 80s. I wouldn't not put it past them they've already used actual dead animals on fucking sets of movies that we've talked about already i this wouldn't is
6: true i wouldn't
2: be that shocked if they
6: just fucking puppeteered a dead cat yeah somehow uh, that's, I mean, that's a clip somehow I, I wouldn't be either actually so
2: right but then looking at it a little bit closer and then some of the other shots and then you agreeing that you feel it's a puppet the entire time
6: i think it's a puppet it did uh, <laughs> It sounds weird to say it looks too fake to even just be a dead body they rigged up. You know what I mean? It looks like something that used to be a stuffed animal cat that they just ripped up and did some shit to.
2: I don't know if it looks quite that fake, but they did a good enough job in the way that they shot it that it really drove it home and was believable. That may be because I'm a cat person myself or so than I, what Matt is.
6: Yeah, and I, I'm actually a cat person, but I don't have any animals currently. So, yeah, it's, if I did, it, I probably would also be a little bit more. Like, hey, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I, I just wanted to talk about it because we have gotten fuck all for effects, really. I mean, yeah. we, we see some stuff in, like, some of the autopsies and the, things that are the done dog. later.
6: It was the dog autopsy was the first thing you got that would even be considered FX. So Right
2: but like the shots that they show you are just kind of like few and far between and it's more when they collect the actual dead body of the dog that you see more gross stuff but it's the after effect so it's a really well built dead dog like effect that just lays there and then they they poke around and look at it this motion that they do with the cat the way that they animate the puppet or whatever it is and then they do the screaming cat sound effect over top of it it's this point in the movie when I went oh we have something here this is this this is not bad like this is where the movie starts to take off a little bit and I start to you know kind of loosen up my back muscles and sit back and relax and don't feel so guilty about the fact that i'm burning projector bulb for
6: this (laughs) so the doctor scientist is excited that they're uh that these bugs aren't afraid of light apparently these roaches are not afraid of light at all she's very excited by that and the baron wants just to know if they could be contained we then cut to the mayor's daughter liz goes in to the diner and the waitress says, you know, I have a, you know, she's like, she has a dad who lives in the, uh, lives in the dump, uh, who shoots at rats. And she's like, I, and she serves broken yolks to, to local fo- to yokels. And then she goes, and the only man worth crossing the street for, uh, come sees her as long as she's not in town. So she's all like, you know, just know your fucking role and <laughs> get the fuck out of here. It's pretty much what she's kind of saying. I don't
2: get this instant hostility unless she knows that she is just a nothing more than a cum dumpster to the sheriff.
6: I don't know if she knows that she is, but I think that's her fear. And the fact that this girl's back, who obviously the whole town knew that they had a thing. And, you know, so now it's like she's back in town now, you know what's going to happen because she apparently just up and left. They didn't even break up with the guy before she left. She was up and left.
2: Right. The thing that I have an issue with all of this is that the film doesn't really tell you anything and it just feels to me like he doesn't care about this girl at all. He doesn't care about the waitress really at all. She's just the prettiest thing for him to be able to ride on right now in town. Like he yeah, really seems like he's that much of a fucking scumbag.
6: There's not a lot of character development in this movie. That would be maybe one of my bigger myths about this movie, I don't care about any of these fucking characters, whatsoever.
2: This movie's like an hour and 20 some odd minutes, and we are closely approaching the halfway point of no return where it's supposed to be all action action fight your way out survive this fucking nature yeah. run amok movie or this uh, science gone too far turned nature against itself kind of thing
6: but i don't care about any of these people enough to want to see them fight their way out of it right now and i'm they, hoping for cool effects that's all i'm hoping right
2: for. like they have not developed that's what i'm getting at they haven't developed yeah. any of the characters beyond a few passing things and we have no reason why we should give a shit about this poor waitress and why she feels so so threatened to lose this fucking ridiculously overjawed fucking sheriff as a as a compatible lover. Other than she says the only guy worth crossing the street for in this town. Well, sister, get your fucking crazy ass father collected up and move to a different island.
6: I mean, fucking chinny over there is just fucking indecisive as fuck. Yeah, if- that guy's says that guy's as indecisive as his chin is large.
2: All I'm saying, Matt, is if this sheriff is the best looking dude in this fucking island, you and I could go there and probably we, clean up.
6: We could clean up. We could do pretty well for ourselves. I, that's what I was thinking, <laughs> too. I was like, you know what? We could, we could make this happen. We could, we could do pretty well if we were single out there.
2: I don't even have to fucking trim up my beard or like no. fucking shave my head down or anything. Like I, I can just think so. I can just show up and jut my chin out, and apparently the hottest fucking Man. waitress in the diner will be all over me.
6: Yeah, she'll be like, oh, my God, where have you been all my life?
2: You're worth crossing the street for.
6: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So, okay. So then uh, we see um, uh, the scientist is talking about the roaches and that these roaches, they're a new type of roach. They can reproduce without male assistance, so they can self-reproduce. The scientist lady's just in love with these things and as she's like she's letting them she's got them in a box and then you know like the gloves to go inside of a box she's she they're covering and they're biting through the glove onto her hand until the mayor purposely pulls her hand out like what the fuck are you doing you nut and her hands all fucking bloody cuz they bit the fuck out of it and she loved every freaking minute of it so yeah she's 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 definitely got some things going on
2: She is very clearly sadomasochistic, and the way that she was enjoying the fact that the roaches were all eating up her hand through this very thick rubber glove that's meant to cause some kind of quarantine for them, and that the mayor had to yank her the fuck out of there, even though they were gnawing the shit out of her hand beforehand. Like, this is the point when I think the mayor should have been, like, calling the company that he's working with here and been like, you gotta send me somebody else. This bitch crazy.
6: But and also, I think it's also kind of like a mother thing for her because she helped make these things. So now she's all fucking like, I'm in love with, you know, my fucking creature things here. She is
2: literally the only character that's really developed in any way, shape, or form because you get a real sense of her sick, perverted need to create this kind of stuff. And she gets off on this, like, motherhood complex of creating these evil monsters. Like, she's super impressed with them and she loves them. And the fact that they're devouring her gets her off. Like, she feels like it seems like she's fucking having an orgasm before he yanks her arm out of that thing.
6: Well, that, and also, I think the mayor kind of gets a character development as well. And that also could be just, you know. I, I was going to save it to the end. I think the the guy actor who played the mayor probably was the finest actor in the movie. No, I so. agree.
2: And this is this is a character moment for him where it's a pinnacle of a turning point where he realizes how far he done fucked up and how yeah. he needs to fix it. But everything he tries to do to fix it is basically like what the mayor and Jaws would try to do where he's like, well, we'll just cover it up or we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll we'll take care of it this way. And it's not until like her arm starts getting gnawed off that he's like, we have to fucking kill these things now.
6: Yeah, we got to do something now because we all fucked up yeah
2: like and he's he's realizing that all it's going to take is for one of these things to get off the island and this is the end of all life on earth because of the way that they reproduce that and that's something that she describes too like they're all female they don't need males to reproduce somehow they're able to just lay eggs that are automatically ready to go and then each new generation adapts something that the old generation died from naturally or some shit like that they're like this they're basically the xenomorphs in a shape of a fucking cockroach
6: exactly liz is going through like all the her old mother's stuff that's all in the basement and she finds three roaches in that basement and then she finds documents about the Intech pro or the Intech project that uh her father helped sign the deal for on the island. Uh she then goes and she checks out that property that Intech owns like uh, uh fucking the sheriff's old stomping grounds or hideout or whatever and she finds little on the cave wall where they wrote Richard and Liz Hart and all that shit. And, um, so she, she goes in there. She finds actually a dead body. We then cut through the mayor and the science lady. Uh, they gas the roaches, but to kill it, it will take an, a stronger gas, a gas that actually will also kill human beings. So she needs about 24 hours to get all that set up.
2: Yeah, so they had to use a dose that was like eight times more lethal to humans just to kill one tiny roach that's all by yeah. itself.
6: Yeah, so to kill the roaches, if you're going to use gas, uh, you're going to have to kill people. Uh, the daughter, as she goes through the cave, uh, uh, she keeps going through, finding different shit. She finds these weird sacks in there, which you know are like eggs. Cut to uh, the sheriff, catches up with Homer. And he shows him the droppings and he tells him, yeah, these are roach droppings. Um, and then he gets a call from uh, the, uh, his dispatch lady telling him that she got information on the science lady. And she apparently had been kicked out of MIT, that she didn't graduate, she'd been kicked out. Uh, so then uh, Liz in the caves gets chased by some more of the bugs. Uh, uh, and she runs into just, uh, yeah. And like I said, the sacks of eggs and everything, and she's able to escape through a little hole up through the cave. Uh, they all meet up back in the mayor's place and that's our next clip.
2: I've had enough of your patronizing, Elias. Bringing in outsiders is not the solution. All right, tomorrow,
3: dawn, I'm taking a search party into those caves and I'm going to put a stop to this. No, you're not. The situation is under control and you're going to leave it alone. It doesn't look under control to me. Stay out of those damn caves until I tell you different, all right?
4: I wasn't thrown out of MIT, Sheriff. I left, voluntarily. I found the whole situation there rather stifling. You know, there will come a day when there will be no need for pesticides or chemicals, all these things that harm us. Genetic engineering is part of our future. Now it is true that I have done some experiments here at Northport. Of course, I can't tell you the exact nature of the experiments, but I can assure you that I've got everything completely under control and that by tomorrow, it'll all be over. Dad, are you going to come clean with us or not? Elias, I don't think there's any point
3: Doctor, in... shut up.
4: Look, if
9: you don't think there's anything unusual going on up in those caves, why don't we go take a look right now? No. Dad, look at me. It was awful. I don't know what's up in those caves. I don't know what those things were, but something chased me out of those caves.
3: Baby. Baby, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to trust me. I wish I could. Tarbo, you stay the hell out of those caves. My dad always said this day would come. He hoped I'd be up to
6: it. And so this twenty minute block ends with the sheriff quitting the you know, or resigning his his commission as sheriff.
2: So (laughs) Yeah, and he should have had to take off the deadly weapon that is his jaw and leave it on the desk.
6: (laughs) Uh, be like, and here's my county issue jawline. Thank you, sir. Where do you think this island is? North, northeast, northwest? (laughs) Middle 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 of nowhere. (laughs) It's not even a real island. This, this <laughs> shit ain't real. I think it's um,
2: I think it's supposed to be like off the coast of California or some shit. I gotcha.
6: Yeah, because she is
2: in LA, so
6: Yeah Um so anyway, the next twenty minutes start out with a cook. He's dumping trash, and for some reason he hops into the trash can or the the, the, the uh, isn't not a trash can, but it's like a dump dumpster. Fuck yeah. dumpster. And he gets eaten alive in the garbage, his hand gets eaten off. I thought that was kind of cool.
2: I like that they actually drag the hand away.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool.
2: You do see more more and more roaches, but they have various varieties of roaches. They even have the yeah. f- like like black beetles that are like subbing for roaches because they like, can't afford a bunch <laughs> of roaches.
6: Because they, they, they don't know what an actual roach is doing out there. Like I'm not <laughs> wrong, right? There was a shitload of fucking black yeah. beetles
2: mixed in with these, right? Yeah,
6: there are there are there are a lot of bugs that, that, that weren't fucking roaches out there. Yeah, no, you're not wrong at all.
2: Okay. <laughs> and and then they had like these really big like hero Madagascar cockroaches that are fucking huge. Yeah. Those probably could shit the size of the, the rice thing that they were showing, maybe. But, like, the other ones, nah, I don't think so.
6: Yeah, no. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Liz um, tells the sheriff about how her mom killed herself, and the mayor uh, hit it, hit how she died. So there's your problem, their, their problem, is that because he didn't want to cause a, a scandal he lied about how her mother died. Yeah, so that's, the story that's always going to cause a bit of a problem.
2: Story's more of he was not there. She needed someone to hold her and tell her everything was going to be okay. She's missing her mother, who is basically the only nurturing support she's ever had. And then when she went to her dad's office to try and get said nurturing support, she found it empty because he's never there. And he didn't even fucking bother to try and hide the suicide note that much better. Yeah. And that's how she found the suicide note that her father covered it up for whatever reason. And she's never really, forgiven her father for that which is why she made sure that she dated a guy with a jawline that could probably kill somebody if you turned his head too quick
6: <laughs> jesus christ man you were on this motherfucker like fucking holy shit <laughs> like I, I i realize i should not
2: be picking on people for their appearance it's not something that they can control now having said that i'm only saying this about the character the actor himself i'm sure is a very lovely man with an odd shaped jaw that jaw is something else though man <laughs>
6: Hey, hey, sheriff guy, uh, court's going to be on you all fucking night, so just get comfortable.
2: Uh, phrasing? We're not doing this.
6: <laughs> We're, are we not doing phrasing anymore?
2: We are not doing phrasing. Move on.
6: Uh, So then uh, the mayor calls Intech, and the then we cut to a lot of cuts in this movie, too. The town pest control guy, uh, he finds the waitress's dad eaten alive. He finds his body, lifts up his hat, and got a good little skull scene there. Um, so the, uh, mayor, uh, cut back to the mayor's talking shit to the in tech guys yelling at them. Uh, then we cut to Richard and Liz. They just go ahead and bone. Yeah. I mean, kind of a real dick move. Wait, Beth, right? Her name is Beth. Yeah. It's Elizabeth. So I, cause I heard him also a lot of people call her Liz. That's what I thought I heard.
2: Oh, I just remembered her as Beth, but yes, the mayor's daughter gets it on with the jawline of death.
6: Yes. While he's, you know, supposedly in some sort of relationship with another person. He's,
2: he's dovetailing, Matt. This is something that most guys think is okay. It's not though. Dovetailing in relationships. Most guys think is okay.
6: Yeah. But I'm saying it's not though. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but you you know what dovetailing is, where you kind of have one relationship end and the other one starts right around the same time, and yeah. you're kind of seeing them both, which you're basically a cheating son of a bitch, but you use the phrase dovetailing in hoping that it's okay.
6: But here's the thing, he didn't, you know, you're not like he ended a relationship at all. He just started sleeping with another woman. Well, that's usually ended.
2: that's usually how relationships end with guys like this. He's got no time for that. His jaw is going to drag him down to his eventual demise. He's <laughs> got to move on to the next girl as quick as possible.
6: Jesus Christ. <laughs> so um, the mayor, then we cut to the mayor. He threatens in tech and he gets told that they will spray the island later. Um Richard and uh, uh Richard and Elizabeth they talk about uh going to LA together and running away. And uh they then as they're walking find an infestation of the roaches. Um he calls uh dispatch and they say two more people have been found dead. So uh then we cut to uh there's a crazy kind of library lady who we saw at the beginning of the film her her niece uh she her niece is staying with her well her niece makes her pancakes and drops them on the disgusting dirty carpet floor and then picks them up and still serves them to her um syrup and all this is really fucking gross this scene is a serious gross gross. out scene yeah yeah and then with syrup like dripping down her toes and everything that scene was for
2: quentin tarantino
6: yeah you know it was uh so um uh well um well okay so then the niece goes to the bathroom she's like doing her hair but she's wearing these headphones so she can't hear anything and as she's sitting there the aunt gets eaten alive like the bugs are just slowly crawling on her they're coming out of her cast i'm like oh because she has a broken foot and you're like jesus christ That is fucking terrible.
2: This is uh, the other sequence that really kind of piqued my interest and got me more into the film. I'm starting to feel at least a little bit of suspense. I was grossed out by all the stuff with the syrup on the carpet and, you know, her having it all over her feet. I automatically thought of that foot fetish joke just thing that was for Quentin Tarantino. I was enjoying it so far at this point. And some of the other deaths that would happened that we've kind of skipped over were also pretty grody and fun and, and all of that. But things really are just few and far between with what they're trying to do. And this movie is really trying to build this anticipation to something big about to happen because it's coming to a yeah. head. The roaches are getting more and more brave. There's more and more of them. The island's being overrun. You're seeing more and more deaths, and you're just hoping for something. And that's where we're at now. <laughs>
6: Pretty much. You're exactly right. And so, yeah, the aunt gets eaten alive. Which uh, was horrific, especially
2: yeah, I mean, when they a inside cast. horrific way to cast. die because
6: you can't move.
2: Yeah, and they're inside her cast, and she can't stop them, and they're devouring her inside her cast.
6: Yeah. I think uh, another thing that always kind of bothers you and me is uh, a lot of cuts from scene to scene to scene, it's hard to get into anything like that. And this movie is a shit ton of them.
2: They're very jarring, and this felt yeah. it felt like an assembly edit. That none of the cuts were refined, so you're, you're absolutely and, and right.
6: absolutely doing notes for this kind of shit is just fucking horrific.
2: Yeah, it jumps around uh, a lot, and it's pretty jarring. Yeah. You're not wrong.
6: Yeah, it's hard to get into any kind of rhythm. Uh, so the scientist lady finds that the uh, new roaches are immune to a lot of the uh, poison that they have. Um, then the, uh, sheriff and, uh, another guy, the guy who the mayor talked to at the beginning of the movie, uh, they help. he helps get the two bodies loaded up and he's going to take them into town. Um, Liz says she needs to go and force her dad to tell her the truth. So she leaves. Then we cut to the scientist lady talking to herself and she's very happy that she helped make these roaches. She's very happy about it. Uh, then we could do the uh, mayor is trying to confirm the time of when the um, gas is going to happen. But because of the uh, uh, roaches eating the communication lines, it's getting a lot of problem. But they, he has nailed down that uh, he believes they'll gas at 830. But if the lighthouse is lit up, they won't spray in case he can't get people evacuated. So uh, the guy helping the sheriff take the bodies back, he gets attacked by roaches coming in, and he crashes his car, and he gets pretty much eaten alive and dies. (laughs) Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, So uh, then we cut to the waitress in the diner. She's killing roaches uh by a shit ton
2: did that or did that not remind you of mom kicking ass and taking names in gremlins whenever they first attack her kitchen
6: yes it was yeah. so
2: much fucking like that for me
6: so much like the, throwing them in the microwave She's like, do you want some coffee sir you know that kind of shit yeah
2: yeah and you definitely do not want to feed your cockroaches stimulants that's just really bad especially if they're flesh-eating monster cockroaches you don't want to get them high on caffeine that's just going to make that's- them more
6: hungry These are facts. Again, cut to the mayor, and he talks to the scientist, and that's our next clip. Lady, your time
3: is up. I'm going to evacuate the island. They're spraying at 5 a.m.
6: The roaches are immune to retinone.
4: Spray if you want, Elias. But the results, when the eggs hatch, will be a species of roaches that no known chemical can kill. What
3: do you mean? I saw them die.
4: Yes, but their eggs became immunized.
3: The lighthouse. The, The lighthouse. Light the light. They won't spray if they see the bean.
4: Quaint, Elias. Elias, don't do anything else.
2: The fucking cockroaches, right? They're now resistant to this fucking chemical that's the only thing that can kill them. So the doctor literally says no known chemical will be able to kill this latest strain that's surfacing. So then it
6: makes me wonder if Intertech has one that they're getting ready to gas the island with.
2: Right, but then she says don't do anything else like you dumbass gassing this isn't going to help. The reason that they're doing this on the island is so that they can't go anywhere because apparently cockroaches can't swim. Yeah. And so, so they're going to nuke it from orbit, I guess, cuz it's the only way maybe. to be sure. <laughs> Does this not feel like aliens they're they're doing a shake and bake colony of roaches here for God's sake? Yeah. Sakes.
6: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 getting a real aliens type vibe go- going on over here. <laughs> right
2: so there's there's little moments that definitely feel borrowed from other things like we're talking about the gremlin sequence where she's fighting them off by herself you know it could also be Phoebe Kate's dealing with them all in the bar but her method was to placate them and serve them and they left yes. her alone but mom seriously kicks ass and takes an a name mom Pelzer does in gremlins so yeah that's what that sequence reminded me of and now we have the obligatory we gotta do something you know we gotta save the beaches for the tourists or whatever in this case they need to save the island so they all don't die from the horrible gassing and now we're all gonna run for the lighthouse and the lighthouse is the key if we can just get the lighthouse to light up then all we have to do is fight off the roaches ourselves and kill them
6: yes or get evacuated and then let them gas everything but who knows so, uh then we cut to homer he's making a new poison but as he does so he blows up his house um because kerosene lands and he's smoking a fucking cigarette um, then, uh, we cut to, uh, the scientist lady trying to get the lighthouse light on, but it's not lighting up. Uh, Liz, uh, comes back. She wants to know what's going on, but the mayor just wants her to pack and leave town. Um, then we cut back to Richard checks. Uh, he goes back to his dispatcher's place and she is dead. Uh, eaten alive. Uh, we then cut to, uh, the sheriff heads the, to the diner can't find anybody finds a lot of bugs we can't find anybody until he opens up the freezer and we find that that's where our waitress hid and uh she froze to death so i guess the movie just gave him an easy out huh
2: i'm thinking that this is symbolic of his cold and uncaring nature when she was seeking the warmth of his love left her to die alone in his neglect
6: I just think the movie wanted to make us all feel guilt-free for that motherfucker cheating on her.
2: Well, then he goes and he embraces her frozen body, and then she moves unlike she's not frozen, even though they painted her to look like she's frozen.
6: Yeah, that bitch was frozen.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. At least she was smart enough to try and hide in there, but like he was so neglectful of her, he left her in there to die when he could have shown up and saved her. Right. Yeah. Um, and all the fucking roaches just scattered away from her because apparently they don't like the cold.
6: I guess not. Then Homer shows up and we see that there is definitely a malfunction going on in the lighthouse uh the mayor does talk to his daughter eventually he says he didn't mean any of this to happen he just wanted to help the town richard and homer well they show up at the lighthouse and that is our final clip I wish you were a man since you're not why are the roaches killing people and how do we stop them
4: you can put that gun away sheriff normal in-tech research study it took a turn that i didn't anticipate i was trying to find an alternative to the pesticides but over time roaches become immune to the spraying
8: you're right about that sheriff so you've invented something
4: a roach
3: that eats other roaches and it was supposed to die out after one generation i just kept getting hungry
4: See, their molecular structures are starting to evolve. Each host becomes a new species with the ability to act together. They're starting to develop real social instincts. It's quite lovely, actually.
2: Gee, are you trying to say they're becoming intelligent?
4: Possibly. Or... Or there's a queen.
3: Which means there's a nest. Homer P. Byron, independent pest control
9: agent. Why experiment here?
3: Because if I let them test here, they would invest in the island. Bev, don't look at me like that. I wasn't, I wasn't starting World War III, for God's sake. I wasn't a nuclear plant. This was supposed to be a boon to mankind. It was a chance to rid the world of a pest, an ancient, ancient...
9: You've done to northport what you did to my mother you destroyed them both
8: now let me get this right infects gonna
3: spray the island in a couple hours unless the lighthouse is lit and if they do spray the bugs are dead but so are we you're saying that the unhatched roaches which beth saw in the nest will not only survive the spraying but be immune to the only spray that works on it now great Great. let's
6: light this candle all right, so that kind of ends that last uh, that twenty minutes. So we go into our final twenty. Uh, we see bugs are now at the mayor's house. Uh, uh, the uh, mayor calls out, and she tells that to calls the lighthouse, and she, the scientist lady tells him to use the fire extinguisher to protect themselves. It will freeze them. Um, Richard says he wants to leave to go to the mayor's house, uh, not knowing the situation they're in. But the scientist lady tells him that actually she spoke to him and they're just fine. So she's lying to keep him there, you know, to keep her safe, not to help out the mayor or Elizabeth.
2: Ooh, she's going total Julia from Hellraiser, man. She's all there and manipulative.
6: We see in uh, one of the cases uh, there, at the lighthouse, something's hatching out of an egg. Um, the dad, he says, for tell you tell her, the mayor tells Liz to stay there and he's going to leave and like try to dry the bugs off or go kill them to save her. Um, the egg hatches and we see it's a cat, uh, cat, cock, cockroach. So it attacks uh, the scientist lady, uh, and uh, or actually it attacks Richard. And the scientist lady hits it, um, uh, hits it with some cold from the fire extinguisher, and then they kill it by pretty much squashing it. Uh, Liz is uh, locked in her closet and finds her mom's pendant. I-, I don't know why we had this scene, but there you go. Filler, filler. The light cut lights gets turned on. Then uh, they decide it's time to find the nest so they can try to end this. Uh, Liz walks out, and she gets a radio call from Richard. Uh, she's uh, trying to talk, and then we see uh, the mayor's, mayor walks in. He looks fine, only he turns into a gigantic big roach. So, yeah, a xenophore. You know, it's, it's happening.
2: And the fucking scientist does explain after we see the cat roach. Yeah. Cat. That
6: whatever their roaches are eating, now they're starting to become.
2: Yeah. Like somehow when they lay the eggs, they're absorbing the genetic material. And then they're basically designing themselves after the thing that they killed so that they are now part of it. But they also don't form an exoskeleton on these things. So it's like these weird, raw, bloody things. I think it should have been more like the excuse for this should have been the DNA eventually picks up and takes over the dead body or some something like that you know something else besides this is supposed to be believed that this is now a freshly hatched hybrid of a hybrid from what she says yet it doesn't it doesn't have any shelling at all it's just it's just like this raw meaty gross shit yeah which is fine um, it's fine it looks awesome i love the raw meaty weird looking shit that they have for this that's all a clip um but like <laughs> you know and then it has like the the cockroach mandibles that stick out of the cat mouth so it makes this weird cat noise that also has that annoying thing that we heard earlier with the roaches it sounds like a bad cicada loop and they're trying and it's it looks cool and the idea is a little off and dumb but they should have found a different way of doing it than trying to explain that it's a hybrid that was born because it, it should should not look like that there should be some kind of an exoskeleton and it shouldn't be this weird malformed thing they should have come up with another excuse for these weird malformed things that are all just meat and repurposed bone yeah exactly right that should be another form of a mutation from getting devoured by them or something you know something like that yeah not um, not a hybrid of a hybrid and they're born that way that just doesn't make sense to me
6: it's well it's it's, it's kind of dumb <laughs> So... Fine, it is. Yeah. Uh, So then Liz is able to get a hold of the shotgun and blows Cockroach Dad away right as Richard comes walking in. All great Uh, effects. That was actually kind of cool. Yeah. uh, The effects of killing uh, Cockroach, a mare, was pretty fucking nice and little grotesque. I liked it.
2: Also, the cockroach mayor transformation where shit starts peeling off of him and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. Now, for him, I believe that he's not a hybrid of a hybrid. I feel more like it's like what happened in the movie Ticks, which is a good analog of this film because it's kind of the same kind of plot line, only it's mutant ticks that are killing people, but they become huge. That's a different story. Anyway, there's a tick that gets inside of a guy, and because he keeps eating a type of steroid that is reacting to their growth for these ticks, a giant one forms inside of him and then bursts out of him. But that's the ex- explanation was that he's taking a bunch of steroids to keep him going, even though this thing is, you know, growing inside of him from it. That makes more sense than just all of a sudden the mayor's a giant skull cockroach.
6: Right. Uh, you would think. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like it would be making more sense.
2: Is it more ridiculous and stupid? Absolutely. But do I press the I believe button when a giant tick explodes out of a dude at the end of the ticks movie?
6: Yes. <laughs>
7: I, am I pushing
2: I'm, the "I believe" button on anything on this? No, because they haven't set it up. They haven't explained it. I'm just supposed to look at the gross effects, get grossed out, and laugh at it. And I'm yeah, failing to do that. I'm failing the movie here, Matt.
6: I failed. I failed the movie a long time ago. Then because yeah, it's, I'm sorry, man. I. Woo! I mean, it, it just <laughs> didn't. Uh, it didn't deliver what I thought it should.
2: Right. now, and I'm just talking like, I know that it's kind of dumb to complain about a lack of good story or explanation for these ridiculous and stupid things in this kind of movie. But I feel like without context, you're just like, hey, check out these cool effects my friend can do.
6: Yeah, right. Pretty that's, much. That's
2: what I feel like we're at right now is we're watching somebody's student film of their cool effects that their friend can do.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um. So uh, the lighthouse goes out again. And so those two head back to it to try to get it back up and running. Uh, the, as they're, uh, all getting ready to leave, they tell the scientists and will we we'll ask Liz to show her where the nest is and they'll destroy it. And they just take off before Richard can go because Richard, you know, was being like, no, I have to go. And she was like, you guys gotta get the fucking shit fixed. The lighthouse. The lighthouse.
2: So uh I do like this the- where they split off in these two teams to perform yeah. equally important <laughs> tasks to win.
6: And I love their they're driving and the uh, Scientist goes, men, and Liz goes, yeah, it's to the left. <laughs> like Liz's like, yeah, that's horseshit. Those guys are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um so then uh as the guys are driving back, the bugs start coming out of their car. They get in, but they're able to somewhat freeze them. So to try to keep them from eating them until they you know while they drive to the lighthouse the ladies they cut to the ladies get to the cave uh cut to the bugs stop attacking and uh the guys and all of a sudden it's like they realize they're going for the queen as all the bugs start going away um uh liz starts wiring the caves to explode to blow them up and sets a five minute timer uh Homer gets to the lights and, uh, he starts working on those. And then, so Rich says, while you're wearing the lights, I'll head to the caves. Uh, the scientist is getting samples from those fucking sacks. And then the super queen shows up. Uh, the queen rips off the scientist's arm, which I thought was cool. And then we see choppers are on their way to the island. The queen starts eating the scientists from the top of her head. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that effect Um, was
2: decent. Um, We got to talk about the actual suit of this super queen thing.
6: Yes. It's like a
2: cockroach that has no exoskeleton or shell built out of body parts.
6: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and it has like three heads.
2: Yeah, like three skulls that form yeah. like what would be normally a cockroach head. It is grotesque. This thing is horrific. It is it, nightmare fuel. But yeah, there's no reason for it to be other than it looks fucking awesome. We have no explanation for this.
6: I, uh, I'll fully admit if you have a fear of bugs, that that costume will kind of get to you.
2: Yeah, but like if you just happen to be a fanatic of H.P. Lovecraft and just love things that just don't seem right and should not be formed and working the way that they are and are just absolutely horrific, this this scene alone is worth your time. Just this sequence where this thing pops up. This is where they spend all their money. This is like their hero thing when this battle begins with this thing ripping this fucking scientist apart. And it is. It's absolutely grotesque. And these scenes are horrific and work really, really well. It's just a shame that the rest of the movie that gets us here set up no pathos are feeling for any of this other than holy fuck that's gross awesome yeah that's Ew. all this movie elicited from me the all entire time was holy fuck that's gross awesome same here same here uh <laughs> at least we're on the same page with our disappointment
6: yeah so the caves then blow up and richard and liz that well they get out that same hole liz got out before right before the, everything blows up homer gets the light on saving them from getting gassed by the choppers Richard and Liz embrace, but we see a roach on her shoe, and then we roll credits.
2: All right, we've kind of spilled a little bit of the beans on how we're feeling about this a little too early here and there, but I I don't know, man, like, I we really kind of do have to dig into the overall arcing story here this sets up absolutely none of this payoff we are just supposed to believe that what's ever going on with this company that they're experimenting and there's something having to do with this island that makes it ideal for this experiment with these cockroaches that they're going to eat other cockroaches and is the mayor making some kind of deal because he thinks like this is a way to get rid of the one exterminator who probably doesn't even get paid for all the work he does across the entirety of the island
6: what's the end game here
2: why is they why are they testing roaches? Eat of the roaches on this island other than they're secluded there
6: uh because the company would pay a lot of money to the island so they could put that into the tourist season right but
2: why this island why is this island ideal for this company
6: maybe it's remote without being too remote
2: right but there are other islands that would be off the coast that they could set something like this up in a controlled environment like
6: everything yeah, but if you company probably the mayor was the lowest lowest uh, like better took the lowest cost to, to do it yeah,
2: but every single story point that they're trying to make as to why this all got set up on this specific island, why they're testing here, what's going on, what the tax breaks are, whatever it is that made this company choose it, like none of that is really set up or explained in any way, shape or form that is satisfying to even accept the fact that this would get started here. It's not even like the mayor did some kind of weird handshake deal with this company to get money for himself. Like he's not trying to fuck over the town. He was doing this in the best interest of the town, even though he knew it was dangerous for the town. Like all the all the shit that they're trying to throw throw in here to make you believe what's going on, just feels like they're like, no, never mind. Don't pay attention to that. Like I'm constantly being told to not worry about any of this plot because it's getting in the way of the rest of the story and yet i keep moving in trying to find an overarching story that actually works and makes sense and the more i try to piece it together in my head the more frustrated i get that none of it makes sense that any of this would happen this way in any way shape or form
6: yeah (laughs) i get it um there is so no setup to this story there's nobody to care about maybe you care about the scientist lady a little bit because give you know, she kind of gives something she gives uh, you I, at
2: least something to be creeped out and kind of like weary of like the entire time she's on screen she makes me uncomfortable and that works for her character but like nobody else you really give two shits about I feel bad for the waitress the entire time but she's not on screen enough for me to really feel bad about her well, until like, she's frozen to death they like, literally okay, put her right. in the fucking fridge man
6: yeah when I I, I like the marilyn because I, I like the guy the I I really thinking about it and more I go through the the review as I went through it and I thought about when, how I felt when I watched the movie, it's not that I thought the mayor's character was so well-developed. It's just the actor was a good actor yeah, playing him. He's probably so,
2: the most talented actor in the film him yeah. and shockingly, the old hermit guy who's clearly just having some fun.
6: Exactly. So that's, even just that yeah a lack of character i want to like okay the pendant falls was that supposed to mean something we don't fucking know because they really didn't spend any time in talking about any of that shit when the fucking daughter got that pendant it gave her this strength to go on it was that supposed to be the message there or was it supposed to be something else uh (laughs) you know yeah. what's with the mom suicide how did the dad cause the mother suicide right. I would get was it something being-
2: having to do with the guilt from what was about to happen with this Enotech deal like yeah. is there something like that no we don't get any idea no indication nothing
6: i get her being mad like if she would have been like i'm mad at you for covering up mom's death the way it happened you know i think that was hurtful that, that that'd be one thing but she never really brought that up all she brought up was that he ruined the town, just like he ruined her mother, and it's like I, I fucking. That's what do you mean? What do you mean by that? We don't get any of that story. We get a whole lot of stuff. It's like we walked in and got a whole. We. It's like we walked in on the middle of a movie. No, you know what it and is. We watch the middle to the end. This that's is, what it feels like. No,
2: it's more like this, right? We are about seven seasons in to a daytime soap opera like fucking Passions, and there's yeah. a bunch of shit being thrown around, accusations, and people like just slightly like side commenting like to other characters about things that are going on and you and i are sitting there going what the fuck is happening and then the person that has actually been following it all seven seasons is forcing us to watch this instead of something else is trying to explain the storyline to us so it makes sense but we're not really paying attention to them we're just trying to go by the context of what's on the screen
6: and, and the whole in-tech thing that 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 deal was made two seasons ago, you watched, and you always right. had a bad feeling about what was gonna happen. Right. And the
2: mother suicide actually happened in like season three. But like the yeah. daughter never got over it, and then the actress went away because she had to go into rehab or some shit that's playing the daughter, and she comes yeah. back in this season, so they have to force feed all this stuff hey, back into you. And it's just not you're, working.
6: You're, And your buddy's looking at you, going, that's not even the same actress who played the daughter before she left.
2: (laughs) Meanwhile, DJ's in the corner saying, My sister's the same, but she's not the same. Yeah, yeah. That's just like. That's nighttime drama. That's different. But yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like you're in the middle of like a 15 season fucking show on like season seven, and you've
6: never watched season one through six,
2: and you're like halfway through season seven when the movie starts. That's exactly what it feels like. You're like, What the fuck is going on?
6: Yeah. It's so. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. It's that. Analogy The I, I feel like uh, there's a whole movie going on, and I walked in in the middle of it and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? And somebody's like, Shut up, Jack Hulk, get here on time if you want to know what's happening. <laughs> and I feel bad about myself.
2: This entire movie feels like you just walked into the scene right as the vampires transform in fucking From Dust Till Dawn. <laughs>
6: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're like, what the fuck's happening? Everyone's like, you should have been here before. A lot of shit got set up.
2: Right, where you're like, what's going on? And why are they in this bar? And holy fuck, does twin and Tarantino have a foot fetish?
6: Yeah. <laughs> why? It's like you walked in on that scene where Tarantino got Selma Hayek's toe in his mouth and she's pouring the booze. And that's the first thing you walk in and see and you're like, what the fuck are you watching? is it isn't foot porn. Either way, I'm into it. <laughs> Either way, let me know. <laughs> Either way, I'm sitting down. <laughs> I got two cold beers. One of
2: them's yours if you tell me the truth,
6: <laughs> or <laughs> or keep lying to me depending on what the truth is.
2: <laughs> Either way, I got two cold beers and one of them's mine. <laughs> Yeah right. <laughs> All right let's, let's just pull the chain on this. I'm fucking done. The All movies, right. the movies, worth the like skipping through for the 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 special effects. They're they are really excellent.
6: They are really good.
2: And the sequence of the queen cockroach thing at the end is absolutely horrifying, and that's worth checking out. But yeah, like <laughs> whatever I paid for this Blu-ray was too much, Matt.
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you you probably got ripped off.
2: But I'm gonna have it forever, Matt. It's mine forever until the disc rots. <laughs> All right, let's take the break here. We're going to play the Corrupted Youth promo. We'll have a little bit more music that sort of kind of fits in with this film because I, I don't know. That I, if I don't know what the fuck's going on, then neither should the music. And yeah, we'll, right? And when we come back, we will do some
8: PSYOP news. Taste colors beyond any known spectrum as phonic euphoria cascades into your consciousness. Observe the laws of physics no longer applying to an existence that confines space and time Time will unravel and reform to a screaming new dawn, bursting with infinite possibility. It's as easy as listening to the Corrupted Youth Podcast, where the father-son duo of Dan and Brennan explore the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of golden age VHS rental store flicks. In spoiler-heavy fashion, Corrupted Youth Podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and more. Take a break from reality, unlock your infinite cosmic potential, and become a dongle.
2: I think that song is actually pretty perfect for what i'm feeling after this movie right (laughs) i'm a little confused i'm a little pissed off i'm a little annoyed right now at that (laughs) (laughs) and that music captures that feeling pretty well there you go (laughs) (laughs) well let's bring us all out of this funk and give me some psyop news
6: This one, it's from Robert Ward. Ah, oh, man in the man, field, Robert. Robert Ward. Okay. Yeah. Teen hospitalized after receiving snake bite to the penis while in the toilet. I don't think we've done that. I think it just seems
2: familiar to you because we've did an Andy Sedaris film where, like snake toilets, you know.
6: All right. Well, this is a New, York Post article, or a New York Post article, so it's gonna get real fucking inventive. It tried to hiss member him. A tied teen lived oh. out every man's yeah. <laughs> See, I told you. A tighty lived out every man's worst nightmare after a snake sunk its fangs into his penis while he was on the john. "Quoted, he looked down and saw that there was a snake hanging in the toilet." Sarah Pup, mm, uh, Um. Okay. Uh. I'll, I'll butcher that. Uh. He, uh, the victim. Uh. Told the viral press. His near-serpent circumcision occurred Tuesday at approximately 12 miles north of Bangkok after the reptile allegedly infiltrated the plumbing. It's going to uh, cost the, you some serious cock. The victim recalls watching a uh, smartphone videos on the toilet, as we all do. My dick and
2: balls are worth a lot more than $60. Don't
6: threaten to cut off my cock for $60. I mean, I don't think the snake was offering shit. Pulling it so, just to pull it. Exactly. Uh, so he was watching video smart. Uh, he was watching smartphone uh, phone videos in the toilet when all of a sudden he felt a searing pain in his nether region. This is like traces of death fucked to porno. The university student looked down to discover a nightmare sight: a four-foot python with its jaw clamped around the tip of his penis. Mostly because Ow. I put my
2: penis inside of you, bareback.
6: Always looking for wang. Ow! I mean, just ow it's gonna <laughs> cost you some serious cock at that point the horrified boy stood up with the snake still attached oh jeez that's that's like a comedy film <laughs> they stood around run around with it out of it's micro penis uh, time and he slammed the door on the reptile oh causing it to release its grip uh, hard choices there vagina
2: smells like dead body <laughs> but i'm sure it feels better than a snake
6: yeah i'm sure uh and he slammed the door on the reptile it released his grip The victim then howled in terror, rushed out of the now blood-spattered bathroom. Shut up. Are you talking about penises? Yeah, we are. With his pants around his ankles, whereupon the serpent slinked back into the toilet bowl.
2: Okay, quick question for you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) When you're sitting on the toilet... Yeah. All right. Most dudes have a part of their nethers hang down a little bit lower than the other part, usually, especially if it's warm enough, like it would be in the country that this gentleman's living in. Yeah. So he's sitting on the toilet and it latches on to what he says is the head of his penis, right? Yeah. So the head of his penis is drooping below his balls while he's sitting on the toilet. So there's only one thing that I can think at that point.
6: He must have an incredibly long penis. Right, Lee. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. And yeah, he might um this could be good you know fucking uh advertisement for him but uh at this point i don't think he's thinking of it like that well
2: and also if you cut your if your cock gets bit by a snake like, can you imagine the swelling right
6: oh, oh. your cum will probably taste better that doesn't matter lee he yeah. <laughs> his dick got bit by a snake fucking lee why are you bringing up all these kind of points did Jesus. he stick the needle down his pee hole there was no needle it was a snake no. It was a snake. God, why are these guys always sticking needles and stuff?
2: I don't know, man. It's just a thing, I guess.
6: Are, are, is it a thing?
2: It's a thing. Yeah. It's, we got an right. official ruling. It's a thing. Uh, thank you. Thank you, David. Um
6: Noticing her son's distress, the teenager's mother attempted to calm him down.
2: Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. How do you not notice the distress of having to fucking curb stomp a python to get it off your dick? Is <laughs> basically yeah. what he did.
6: Yes. So uh, she attempted to calm down before emergency service rushed the poor soul to the hospital to have his mangled member repaired.
2: That or they just had a bukaki mouth party.
6: That too. Um, thankfully, doctors were able to stitch up the uh, the victim's wound and sterilize it using an antibiotic wash. The doctor said that his penis can be used as normal, uh, as normal soon. Pulling it just uh, to pull it. Gushed the grateful teen who is currently recovering in the hospital. As for the snake, handlers were able to bag the manhood munching reptile using special equipment and released it safely back into the wild so it may find more plumbing and strike again. Did you add uh, that part or is that in the yeah, oracle? I, uh, no, I added that part.
2: Because <laughs> I was thinking in my head when they released it, I was like, dun dun
6: <laughs> Yeah, exactly, right?
2: Dun, dun, dun,
6: dun, 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 dun. Uh, despite the painful ordeal, the victim's mother says she's relieved that the snake was a non-venomous python and not a deadly cobra. Oh no shit! Non- yeah, right. Nonetheless, she predicts that her son will be scared every time he goes to the toilet. Fuck! I'm gonna be scared every time I go to use the toilet now. I'm gonna have to do double checks now. <laughs> that's uh, that's fucking, that's fucking hor horrendous. No Uh, thanks. What the fuck?
2: I still pick up the seat and drop it real quick just in case there's any spiders hiding underneath there.
6: Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it really isn't because you don't want to get a spider bite on your junk. You certainly don't want to have a snake swim up it.
6: This has been our critter episode. (laughs) You know, the thing was about roaches eating you and then we end it with a uh, dick eating snake. It
2: wasn't the thing. It was the nest. If it was the thing, we'd been watching a much better movie.
6: yeah right (laughs) that's oh yeah the the, yeah the nest i'm sorry
2: (laughs) you're just thinking of that poor bastard's thing which got a snake bite on it
6: yeah oof oof but chicks dig scars
2: so i think he will be okay
6: yeah i don't know about that scar though
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck it let's just call it a night we're gonna we're gonna cut it off here oh wait uh yeah well okay um while while we were you were doing the story and getting it read,er I'm sorry I was pretty quiet yeah. I actually we got a we got a message in. I'm gonna go ahead and play it's actually uh, we got feedback so we have feedback yeah all right then
6: time for
2: all right. This is from someone who's as as well as well uh, a s w e l l as well as well right as well as, as, well? as
6: well as well If I'm, mis-
2: if I'm mispronouncing your way your name, I'm sorry. As maybe as well. it's
6: maybe it's a silent name. It's just well.
2: Uh, okay. <sounds> Here's the message. Now that you've offended them.
6: <laughs> All right. Cool. Hey, would
7: is- hey, is- is- pues doing-
5: you guys be quiet? I'm trying to record here. Okay. Here we go. It's- Hello. Testing. one, two, three. Uh hey Mr. Court Syops, one of my favorite podcasters ever. I just wanted to call and say hey uh this is this is one of the guys from, from Rad Movie Rama and we just wanted to, to to apologize for uh the way that that Rick's been running the show and and uh causing causing all the problems and and we we do not we do not agree at all at all. And uh we we were hoping that uh, that you could uh uh maybe help us bring him back around and and cre- create some peace. We want some peace. Yeah, man, cuz peace is hot. So me and the the guys here besides Rick, we we just wanted to get together and collectively apologize and say a few uh nice things and and try to make a truce, uh uh, no way you want to say something? Look at this guy over here, big head, running around, chasing cars. Get real. I don't have time for that. No way. No way. Uh, so, uh, as you can tell right there, he's he's very, very sorry. Anyone else? I think that not being friends is dangerous. Th- that's a very, very good point. But Randy? Randy, did you have something? I sure so do, boy. I got a little song to try to make things a little better. Everything's better with little music. Knock, knock. Who's there? Court Psyops. Court Psyops. Ooh. Court
6: Psyops is just the best. you better than a chicken breast. Court Psyops is knocking at your door.
5: Well, that's great, Randy. I think you'll hate us even more now. Anyways, Court, uh, Matt, we're sorry and and hope that uh, we can still be friends. We'll
7: yeah. do yeah.
6: What the fuck was that? Um, I, court. That, yeah, that's Ricky. Yeah, but like, what the I fuck was we're, that? We're dealing with something. This is bad for him. This is, I think he had a break. You think, you know, like a, a break break? Like. This isn't good. What was that? I don't know.
2: What He fucking started it, man. You trying to make me feel guilty? He fucking started it.
6: I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm like, maybe trying to make you see, like, this isn't a healthy person. Maybe you should just let up just
2: a little bit. How am I supposed to undo all the shit that I did, dude? Well, now you just don't add any more
6: to it. Court. Yeah? Just listen, man, he is really disturbed, all right? Like, really not right. And you're fucking with him constantly. You need to fucking stop. It's simple. I'll just get him committed. I'll fix it. I, can you do that? Because somebody better. Because this motherfucker does not sound like he's gonna stop.
2: What the fuck is all that shit? All right, we're we're, don't, we're, we're fucking we're, up the show. We're we're bringing it all down. It's fine. What, I'll. What the fuck happened? I'll figure it out. I, dude, you
6: fucking better figure something out.
2: Yeah. Okay, I get it. Something's wrong with the guy, and I'm not making it any easier by destroying his life piece by piece. Thanks for guilt tripping me for taking advantage of a mentally ill human being. I feel great. Thank you. Yeah, you should. Ah, shit. Should I even put this on the... No. It, he sent it as feedback. He this sent feedback. it. I mean...
6: Whoever this you know, ass I'm well, worried about I'm him, but we, we should definitely put that in there.
2: How many fucking people are in his fucking head right now? I, dude, did you hear the beginning of that? Sounds like a fucking fucking lot fucking mr robot living in the united states of terra being all tyler durden on us
6: yeah fucking jesus christ oh, fuck
2: it i'm just okay we're gonna play the ending legion promo we're gonna have a little bit more music and then we were gonna close out this extremely bizarre really deranged
1: fucking show Mental Health Obsessive Cinema Discourse Pick Six Movies The Podcast by the Cemetery The Podcast on Haunted Hill The Psycho-Semantic Podcast Rick Radio House of Wax Dude Looks Like the 80s
2: That, that last little feedback section, it really fucking brought me down. <laughs>
6: Ooh, boy.
2: I I don't know how to come back from this and pretend like everything's okay and that I'm going to be just fine now knowing that I may have broken a mentally ill person and destroyed them permanently.
6: Wow, I'm, I'm really happy for you, Court, right now. It, it, not for breaking a mentally ill person because that's fucked up. But that you're feeling bad about it. I feel like, uh, you know, that's Sorry, a I, got, I got him, I got him, I got him, I got him! Ah, you don't fuck with me! You do not fuck with me, I fuck. No, I'm kidding, I, I do feel horrible. No, you don't, you motherfucker! I'm not buying that again! Yeah. God damn, you had me once! <laughs> fuck!
2: Yeah, but, fuck, man. It's just, what if he keeps emailing us, right?
6: <laughs> well, maybe he doesn't really know how to find us, right? I mean, maybe, I don't know, Fuck. Oh, fuck, I mean, you know what? I, th- I think we're going to be all right. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just saying, none of them sound violent. They sound friendly.
2: Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have fucking posted his
6: fucking credit card information on Reddit. I mean, that probably wasn't a great idea. Doxing somebody's never cool. I mean, he made me mad. That's not an excuse, Court. You can't do that to people. <sighs> what have we talked about? <sighs> but I get really angry, Matt. Matt. I get it. You're fucking angry. The whole world's fucking angry, Court. You can't just go around doxing people, especially the people who have a billion fucking personalities. Well, if you'd like to find other
2: instances of where I've apparently doxed people with a billion personalities, that's going to be a rough ask, actually, even from this place. But you can check out our landing and launching page, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. And let this be a lesson to Matt Psyop, who is available on Facebook, that if you piss me off, I will dox you bro.
6: No, I, I, I'm well aware. That's why I don't, you know, piss you off. <laughs> also yeah, available on Facebook, and please hashtag
2: don't dox me, bro, is court psyops. That's me. You can also join our Facebook group where we can have group therapy and discussions about what might be happening to poor Ricky now and what's going on with him, which he totally deserved because he started it.
6: You know, I'm sure he's fine. This sounds just fine. That's uh, our
2: group Cinema Psyops, where you can post all of your favorite memes and then also artwork based on things that are happening in our episodes, like our boy Chris Mounce is doing again I'm so happy to see all that back
6: yeah that's awesome uh, uh, I'm so happy that Chris is recovering
2: absolutely that is 100% been the highlight of this second half of the year for me is seeing him back in our group and knowing that he's doing well enough to spend his time see, on our stupid the, show
6: the few friends of ours who have caught this horse shit Make recoveries has been uh, uh, really good. Uh, yeah, really, probably the I, only good parts of this year.
2: I do not think Chris might have been that case. I don't know, and it's not my business. I just know that he wasn't well, and now he's back.
6: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, uh, well, how about this? Friends who have fallen under the weather for whatever various reasons, and seeing them were recover. Yeah, it's the- and see them recover is 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 heartwarming.
2: If you'd like to send more stories of recovering heartwarming things, you can send them to Matt at psyopmat at gmail That may be the only nice thing. I've ever had people send to you.
6: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's probably the nicest thing. Well, that, yeah. and, that and porn. That, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That porn. Yeah, send, Matt,
2: send Matt some heartwarming stories and porn. Or porn with heartwarming so, stories.
6: Yeah, right? I mean, there's got to be some of that around here.
2: PsyopMatt at gmail.com. If you would like to send revenge... No, there is revenge porn. I don't want any of that stuff. That's, that's I horrible. don't want any no, of that. Don't, that's, don't send that's me that
6: shit's fucking horrible. Don't do that.
2: Send me punishment porn. That sounds better. Yeah, send me punishment porn. Send me a PsyOps
6: porn at gmail.com <laughs> yeah sure why not fuck it You
2: can tweet a couple of tweets to a couple of twats on the hate-filled shit fest that may or may not have Ricky's credit card numbers on it. That is Twitter. (laughs) I'm at court underscore psyop and he is at PsyopMatt. We're also available on Instagram as cinema underscore psyops and I mean that as the royal we because I run that shit like it's a barter town. Everybody knows that is just the court psyops meme factory where I just put out all of the memes for our people that I find and repurpose there.
6: Yeah, yeah, all the memes, but there are memes they're everybody's and they get repurposed accordingly
2: well we can all learn a very valuable lesson from this week in that you should not blind buy any blu-ray just based on the fact that a giant cockroach is eating a halfway naked woman on the cover
6: yeah um i think that's a lesson that's well learned and uh, we can go forward as we learn something today
2: also kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch I hear you. You hear me? Yep. All right. What about? Yeah. Hear that? Hear
6: that? All right. So let's get going then. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. I am recording on my side. One, two, three. All right.
2: Here we go. Well, that's fucking funny. I
6: don't care. <laughs> Well, you know, here's what I wanted to ask you. You ever heard of the movie Night of the Demons?
2: Yeah, I own all
6: three of them. Well, there's uh, technically wait, wait. no, there's three. There's this one I don't even know if it's the same one we're thinking of. Night of okay. the Demons, where it's like a Halloween night, uh-huh. and they all meet in this house. Yeah. Okay, so it's the same thing.
2: Is Linnea Quigley in this one?
6: I don't know. But I do know there's a little brother who tells his sister she has bodacious tatas.
2: That is the original Night of the Demons, directed by Kevin S. Tenney, and I have that on Blu-ray.
6: Are, are we ever going to do that some night? There are three of them. Uh, full of,
2: franchise fest.
6: There, yeah, it will
2: probably be a full franchise fest. Because then I'm going to hold are-
6: off. I'm going to hold off on talking about it on yeah. the show then. All right, I'm no. going to hold off. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, my wife and I, uh, we actually saw it, and we decided it was Saturday night when we weren't doing anything late at night, so we turned it on, and boy howdy, what the fuck! <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a movie. Um, I'm gonna
2: hold off on <laughs> my comments about it too awful much because yeah. I don't, I don't. I, when we actually cover it, I want to talk about it. But yeah, there is there is a series. There are three of them. Brian Trenchard Smith, one of the most underappreciated directors in our time. He's made some of the greatest exploitation flicks of all time. And he's one of the original um, Aussie filmmakers that, you know, got started in that whole boom of the Ozploitation stuff that I'm a big fanatic of. Uh That's kind of where Brian Chendrick Smith came out of and he's made his career making sequels for franchises more or less in the hollywood system. I think he's done a couple of them in the Leprechaun series, but he did Night of the Demons 2. Which of the sequels is my favorite? The original Night of the Demons is still probably the best because that's just how it's going to go. But yeah. Night of the Demons 2 is kind of like Aliens versus Alien. You know what I mean? Like if oh, you're okay. if you're more like into Aliens
6: like- versus Predator <laughs> No, no, like looking at Alien oh, and then the sequel, Alien. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Aliens versus the movie. I got gotcha, right. you. They, gotcha.
2: they expand the universe and it goes all the way out and crazy. That's, that's uh, Night I of the gotcha. Demons 2 that Brian, Brian Trenchard Smith did. And then there's a third one that's like a Canadian-made sequel, which is really hard to get your hands on now. And there was a remake not too long ago as well, so there'd be four in that full franchise fest when we do Night of the Demons. All
6: right, cool. Yeah, and I've gotten, I, I my, hands,
2: I've gotten my hands on all of them. I own them all. And I actually even kind of like the remake. Of *Night of the Demons*, I'm not gonna fucking bury the lead on that one. Although it's, it's really hard to watch Edward Furlong in that because he's really falling apart when he's well, in this well, movie.
6: Poor, poor, son of a bitch, man. That's all <laughs> he—that's all he could do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you we feel just, bad for just, Edward Furlong, we just, but we that's just what did a
2: mini is. fucking franchise review right there, kind
6: of. But we did, kind of. But I just. It started, we didn't even finish it It, it was almost, uh, never mind I'm not going to do this because we're going to do this So never mind, never mind, fuck it, never mind Let's talk about the nest
2: Why are you staring at the ass end of dolphins?
6: What I do in my personal time is of your goddamn business, Court Just mind it, Jesus
2: I'm just curious, wow. jeez <laughs> Maybe if you stop blogging about how you like to fuck dolphins all the time We wouldn't
6: be so concerned I don't like to fuck dolphins, okay? That's not a blog I would ever make
2: I'm pretty sure I'm looking at your website right now, Matt Saab's Guide to Fucking Dolphins.com. And it I says can never like, make
6: that. That has to be fake because I'm not that strong a swimmer.
2: And Sit back and relax and don't feel so guilty about the fact that I'm burning projector bulb for this.
6: <laughs> I was like, oh, man, you burning projector bulb for this one, huh? I got, a,
2: I, I got a new one. It's no big deal. Fine. Oh, okay.
6: <laughs> I mean, the new one is
2: a fucking big deal, but like the fact yeah. that I got a new one and the projector bulb life is much better on this one.
6: So Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, um, that's a brag. I'm sorry. How much, you know, how much are usually balls like that? Fuck, <laughs> that's a clip. Fuck it. Never mind. Just fuck <laughs> off. Last time I'm interested in your fucking life. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, about one-third, usually the projector's original price. Oh, okay. <laughs> usually. Fucking
6: assholes. God damn. It came out, you didn't even say anything, and I'm calling you an asshole already. Yeah, but like, fuck you, dick.
2: <laughs> now, I wasn't even moving on that one, but now that you're making such a big deal out of it, now it has to be a clip. Ah, well. Jesus fuck. So, kick the fuck out of this week and make it your bitch.
6: Or you know. and clear
2: okay so you stopped recording i have stopped recording i gotta fucking call rick man i gotta find out what's going on with him that's not fucking cool
6: no man what the fuck was that i really shouldn't unleash my fury as much you really shouldn't you gotta really get a hold of that shit fucking i thought with you know old covid and you not going out in public that shit was gonna be more in check yeah not good well you gotta um, oh, <laughs> right. oh. i'm stopping the recording